Thanks for tuning in. This is episode number 43. Today we are in Luke chapter 16 as we make our way through the 24 chapters of Luke ending on Christmas. I want to thank you for tuning in uh, once again. Uh, if it's uh, a first time visit for you, I appreciate you and uh, I hope that the Lord ministers to your heart through his word. So we'll jump right in. Luke chapter 16 it says, Jesus told his disciples, there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management, because you cannot be manager any longer. The manager said to himself, What shall I do now? My master is taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into their houses. So he called in each one of his master's debtors. He asked the first, how much do you owe my master? 900 gallons of olive oil, he replied. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down quickly and make it 450. Then he asked the second, how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat. He replied. He told him, Take your bill and make it 800. The master commended the dishonest manager because he had acted shrewdly. For the people of this world are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than are the people of the light. I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourselves so that when it is gone, you will be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, and whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. So if you have not been trustworthy in handling worldly wealth, who will trust you with true riches? And if you have not been trustworthy with someone else's property, who will give you property of your own? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who loved money, heard all this and were sneering at Jesus. He said to them, You are the ones who justify yourselves in the eyes of others, but God knows your hearts. What people value highly 
is detestable in God's sight. Now, I'll just pause for a second. I don't, I can't put my finger on something here in this section. This would be verse 1 through probably verse 12. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something profound here that we don't often hear. So this isn't something that's taught frequently. But there's something to discover in it. Now, since this is... I'm, I'm reading this and I'm just allowing things to come to the surface. Things that I notice as I do this. Since this is a, a you know, a, a nightly preparation. There's no, there's no time for pre-planning or any of the such. So this is just kind of natural and off the cuff. Um, I feel like if there was some time to... To kind of marinate in this scriptures uh, for this text, like I said, verse one through twelve. I think there is something new to discover inside of this. I can feel the impact, but I can't see it. So I would encourage you read this many times. Read it slowly. Read portions multiple times ponder on it and think about it allow your mind and your heart to daydream about it and in doing this we allow the holy spirit to speak to us in the moment there's no pressure there's no there's uh there's no expectation there's no f filling gaps of empty space and sound there's just you the word and the spirit so i would encourage you to explore these first 12 verses and and you will find something deeply profound that is not uh, frequently taught or you may have never heard i feel there is something special lying there so we'll move on this is verse 16. The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached. And everyone is forcing their way into it. It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery. And the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Verse 19. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores, and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. 
the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades, where he was tormented, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. Besides all this, between us and you a great chasm has been set in place, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my family, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced, even if someone rises from the dead. A couple things that I notice here. We can we see here in this example, in this text, that this rich man it said there was a rich man and there was a man named Lazarus covered with sores. Now notice the rich man is not named, but Lazarus Lazarus does have a name. And notice that the rich man, he actually can see over into paradise. He can see it. Now, how does that, how does that um, kind of clarify a little bit of the, the torture that would be available inside of, inside of hell if, if you can see into that place in which you are not permitted to go? How, how torturous that would be to see all that you have missed, given all the opportunities that you had to come to um, a, a saving faith in, in Jesus, to, to find that you, you are so close yet so far away. Hmm. And then uh, the next thing, is you would think, and this rich man thinks the same thing, that if someone comes from the dead, rises from the dead, to, to share a warning, that that would be powerful, convincing. But Abraham said to him, no, if they won't believe or trust Moses and the prophets... Not even someone who rises from the dead will convince them. 
I think this is absolutely true even in our day. We may see miraculous things, but even even those miraculous things will not convince will not convince some. So we must rely on the power and influence of the Holy Spirit. And so I think that's where we will end it today. Uh, it's a short chapter. Um, again, I do want to encourage you to uh, really dig in to those first um, probably 12, the first 12 verses of chapter 16 and discover something special inside that text that you've not seen or heard before. Um, and I will uh, be personally doing the same. So I thank you for taking the time to explore this with me. I hope that God's Word richly blessed you. I pray that you would um, explore the riches that is in God our Father, that you would embrace the, the help and assistance of the Holy Spirit, that you would yield to His moving and nudging, and that we would be just willing vessels to be used for, for the purposes of God. And if you have yet come to a saving knowledge of Jesus, I pray that your heart would be softened and molded and your mind opened, your eyes uh, cleared so that you can see who this Jesus really is and what can be experienced inside of a personal relationship with him. So I bless you, and we'll see you next time. If it means that I'm close to you, I would trade a million lifetimes for a moment here with you.